Happy Tuesday morning, everybody. Tuesday. We are glad to have you with us. The second day of the week. It's a happy day. <laughs> How long will this song go? Let's find out. <laughs> Coming up on today's show, 17 Tuesday. ways. <laughs> <laughs> I see you get me back for yesterday. You're welcome. <laughs> 17 ways to love tough. Plus, mm-hmm. latest news, random facts, and more. But first, it is August 6th, and we've got a few holidays to celebrate. We do. All right. This one is important, guys, so turn up the volume. Tell the kids to be quiet. It's National Fresh Breath Day. <laughs> Y'all, we are all begging you. Get your breath fresh. Especially you okay? coffee drinkers out there. I know. I'm, I am one of them. <laughs> I always feel so bad because at our church we have coffee stations. Yeah. Okay? And in between Sunday school and the service, I get a cup of coffee. Or just before Sunday school. Either way. Maybe sometimes both. Um, <laughs> but then people want to come up to me during the handshaking time. And I've never been one that's like awkward about handshaking time. But it, I'm growing more and more awkward because people want to get all up in my, like, three feet of personal <laughs> oh, space. in my face. And I'm like, I just took a big old swig of coffee. You don't want to get that close to me. Hi. <laughs> 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 so I've learned that if it's somebody who I really don't care to talk to. Breathe I just, heavily. In yeah. Look directly at them and talk with a whole... A lot of hot air. How are you? <laughs> but then I feel really bad because if it's somebody that I do genuinely like, I you like turn. Try to not talk. To I them. know I turn my face away from them and look at like the sky <laughs> when I'm How's talking. Like, yeah. Is your are your lips even moving? <laughs> How's it going? Yeah, you know, I just got something going on today, so I just yeah. Jaws wired shut. All right, (laughs) get that fresh breath, y'all. It's also National Root Beer Float Day. Mm -hmm. Hey, Mm -hmm. do you like root beer floats, Matt? I do. Uh, I told you the story about the first time I tried to quit drinking soda, right? No. Yeah, the first time I tried to quit drinking soda, I made it like a year. Oh yes, and then you had a. Sonic was doing like their free root beer float thing, and their free root beer th- floats are not giant cups of soda. It's one of those little bowls that they put like dip and stuff in with just like a little rim of soda, root beer, and then the ice cream on top. And you're like, I could have that, and it's mostly going to be flat by the time I drink it anyway, and it's going to be part of a dessert. It's basically it's not really ice soda. cream. It's, it's not like soda. Two, yeah, it's like two sips of root beer ice cream. That's what I'm getting here. Yeah. Like, that won't kill me at all. Nope. That was enough. Yeah. Within two days, I was chugging a liter bottle of Code Red Mountain Dew. <laughs> it was like it was like a drug. It the was gateway like drug. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and I can see now that was just the devil in there. It's just a little bit of root it's beer. It's just a little bit, man. It's, it's not, gonna not even going to be carbonated at You'll that point. You'll be fine, I promise. <laughs> not today, Satan. Yeah. It's my downfall. Yeah. Root beer floats. I think my favorite, though, are Dr. Pepper floats. With chocolate ice cream? No, just with normal vanilla. See, soft okay, syrup. so we call that a 
Tootsie Roll. Yeah, you've told, we've had this discussion too. I remember thinking that sounded weird. Chocolate ice cream and Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Yeah. We had a couple people over. Okay, so I, we talked about this yesterday, but my sister was with us for the week, and she's not really a big people person, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of proud of my baby sister, so I wanted people to come over. So we had a couple friends <laughs> over, and I did root beer floats, and she's like, we're having floats? Like, just root beer floats and i was like no but not just root beer like you can have a cream sickle float you could have fanta and vanilla ice cream or oh gosh a cherry float with like code red or cherry fanta or whatever Uh uh-huh i've never thought about that and vanilla ice cream like you don't like the possibilities are endless people do not just stick with root beer and vanilla ice cream yeah do a coke float and um, it's called a Mexican Coke float. So you use the Mexican Coke that's in the bottle, you know, the glass bottle Mexican Coke. And then you put a little bit of cinnamon and cayenne pepper in it. Mm. And it's just a little bit spicy. Oh, it's so good. Wow. Okay. Um, I haven't ever explored a float with a diet soda before. Ooh, no, there's no point. But... I might have to, because I can't have normal soda. Yeah, but there's no point. I'm not going to make that mistake again. Don't make that mistake again. Did I tell you that I was mad at you? (laughs) Did I tell you that? No. I'm really mad at you about something, by the way. Just since we're on the topic of the sodas and and we brought up Code Red. I had mentioned to you. Oh, you did, because you can't order Code Red. Because it doesn't exist. You made me learn that they don't even make it anymore. I was content knowing that it was out there and that maybe one day I'd run across it. But no, now I know. It's not even a thing. I will never experience it. See, now you didn't tell me that. The last that we talked, you couldn't order it at Walmart. And I was like, well, I don't know why you can't order it at Walmart. You can order everything else. You can't order it at Walmart, yeah, because it doesn't exist anymore. Okay, but see, now I feel better. I'm sorry (laughs) that you don't, but I feel better knowing that I didn't give you false information that somehow no, I can you gave order me false hope I That's can what order you gave me. everything else false hope is worse I'm so sorry <laughs> all right I was like I will I will have code red again diet code red sounds fantastic and I went online clickety click click nope the best sorry. I could do was order a six month old case off of eBay for seventy dollars because this person is a horrible person <laughs> who is trying to scam somebody. That's exactly what they're doing. Man. All right. Last holiday. Almost bought it, though. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering. <laughs> National Night Out, which is a day dedicated to building relationships between the community and law enforcement. Yeah, typically communities uh, will have like a, a picnic or whatever yeah. somewhere in town. Yeah. Uh, games and things like that with... The police in the community. Yeah. Where they get to go and interact with them. And usually the police are also doing like their child fingerprint initiative thing for when right. the kids get lost or whatever yep. and, and that kind of stuff too. Or they'll have that, uh, even that fireplace, the fireman thing. The, the house. The house. Yep. That was a fun thing. You know. Did you ever get to go through that? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There are things of our childhood that I just, it makes me really sad that it's not like Things of our children's childhood. Right. And that's one of them. Yeah, I don't think they take that to schools anymore. No. I know I don't think there's even one in our town. It makes anymore. me super sad. Um, maybe we should have a firehouse. Like 
Even though we are not part of the fire department or anything, we just... Just get our own house and yeah. assume that the community won't think that we're luring their children into something. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Are you guys with the fire department? Nah. No. <laughs> not even a little bit. Um, I Okay, so I have to say something, and I hope that, like... I hope that we have the right audience for me to be able to say this. But uh, it's always dangerous. Uh, it is dangerous. Um, and this could be legit dangerous. But, <laughs> like... By all means, the floor is yours, bro. These, these kind of days always terrify me. Like, always. When we know that the police are going to be uh, in one area, yeah, okay. like, kind of sidetracked, doing their own thing... Like, if I were a criminal, this would be, like, the day and the time that I I would do something really dumb and stupid. Because all the police are at National Night Out doing their thing. And in bigger cities, that's not the thing. Because in bigger cities, they have enough to where they're like, all right, you're, you're handling National Night Out tonight. You're still on duty. But in our tiny little community, we've got all of, like, six police officers. <laughs> like... A lot more than that. Uh, You say a lot, and I think we only have like 12 on payroll. Yeah, we have at least twice that amount. (laughs) Um, Maybe on duty at any given time, sure, but... Yeah, right? (laughs) So anyway... Sorry, we got that really efficient dude on the motorcycle who is pulling over 17 people an hour. Really? All right, motorcycle cop. Stand you better down. be you better be on your game when that motorcycle cop is coming around. Don't you drift one inch over the over the uh median line there or nothing. You just you be perfect. You remember oh everything you learn in driver's ed cuz he will pull you over for little to nothing. He must be a newbie. <laughs> no, um, he's old. He's been really? around forever. He's just a So he's bitter. Guy. He's bitter. <laughs> I don't really know him, but everyone assumes he's a crotchety old guy who just doesn't like fun. Just one of those people in the movies, you know, yeah. that just are just villains. They're just like, how dare you live your life normally without any contempt? Sounds about right. <laughs> We're See, kidding. So- we don't know this guy. We just He's doing his job and he's serving his community. No, Matt just got a speeding and- ticket last week and he's a little bit bitter about it, okay? Um yeah, but so these nights like this always worry me. Like, yeah, I could see that. I could see why. Or if I were like a police officer's wife, I would be like, uh-uh, you are not participating in National Night Out. Nope. Because if you made somebody mad last week and you made the wrong person mad last week, he's going to come find you. At the same time, I feel like that's TV movie thinking. <laughs> you know, it's... But it could be reality. I mean, I know there are. Stop judging me. Wackadoodles out there, but I feel like I feel like I don't think I've. Well, I know I know that I haven't ever heard of a story where something nefarious has happened like that at one of the national night out things. You just wait one day. (laughs) Doesn't mean nothing's ever happened. Then you're going to see my face flash across the screen. (laughs) Local woman loses it. On motorcycle cop. <laughs> on motorcycle cop during National Day Out. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> he gave her a ticket for using too much mustard on a hot dog. <laughs> so she gave him all the mustard in the world. 
Oh, this has been a horrible start to this. <laughs> hey, it's a Tuesday. Tuesdays are always weird, okay? It is what it is. If you love what we do here on Macro Morning Show and Macro Radio as a whole, please consider partnering with us over at patreon.com slash Backrow Radio. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Backrow Radio. Uh, even, you know, five bucks a month. One frou-frou coffee a month. Give it up. Give it to us. Help us with this ministry uh, as it continues to grow. Um, I mean, $5 a month, you set that up as an automatic payment, you're never even going to notice it. You're not going to notice one thing. Can we set it up as an automatic payment? You absolutely can. (gasps) And it's just gone. You forget all about it. I mean, frankly, we could start swiping credit cards, setting up automatic payments, sneaking the credit cards back in their wallets so they never know. And that's... Why haven't we been doing this? We are not, wink, wink, advocating you do this with all your friends and family. Gather all their cards together and sign them up as well. We're not. Wink, wink. We're not advocating that. <laughs> but no, seriously, if you can help I'm out. I'm totally just, advocating it. <laughs> if you can help out, even, just, even as little as a buck a month, that will be going a long way to help us. And uh, for as little as a buck a month, that will get you included in our awesome exclusive back row Facebook group, uh, The Scoop, which uh, gets you behind-the-scenes stuff. And in fact, uh, we record all of our shows on Saturdays. And uh, per a suggestion last week from Mo, uh, sometime later this morning as we're recording, we're going to actually be streaming live to that Facebook group. Uh, They'll get that exclusive video before the show actually gets to air. And uh, if they're active during that show they might even get to chime in on what we're talking about so super cool we'd love to have you a part of that too and all it'll cost you is at least a dollar a month that's all guys Uh, yeah so you know all right all right we're gonna kick off today's show with 11th commandments Uh, we're moving that up in the show schedule Mm -hmm. Uh, we used to end the day with it we're gonna kick it off today uh we when you join our Facebook group, which is Backward Baptist Church, we ask you a couple questions to make sure you understand what the group's about. But the third question we ask is, if you had the power to create an 11th commandment, what would it be? And uh, we choose the best ones to be a part of our show. So we got two today. Mo's going to share those with us. Okay. Before I get into this, I just want to make it clear because Matt said, we choose the best ones. Um, Matt chooses the best ones. I don't uh, because he has a better understanding of things that are funny whereas i think all things are funny um so you know if it were up to me everybody's 11th commandment would get put in the show at some point but matt said no so sorry if you don't hear your name i mean that's that's a thing with matt not me hold on you're painting (laughs) you're painting a wrong picture here i don't just pick the ones that are hilarious i pick ones that sometimes make a good point oh i don't Pick the ones that are like, uh, thou shalt make no other commandments. Or, uh, no, the 10 that we have are good enough. (laughs) Or, you know, spoil sports like that. You know, (laughs) those are the ones I don't pick. Okay. And and, And you know what? There are a few of you out there that go, I don't know. I'm not funny enough to make one of these. That's like your answer. And I respect that. You're being honest. But those of you who are like, uh, you know, the 10 that we have are fine. Get 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 out! You don't belong the, here. Yeah, the Facebook group <laughs> probably isn't for you then. 
<laughs> if that's your your mindset, I'll just go ahead and put it out there. You may want to revoke that. There, but there have been a few people that have been clearly, obviously serious. Like, we're not supposed to make any new commandments. I'm like, did you not read the premise of the question? If you had the power, we know you don't have the power to create a new commandment. If you did, what would it be? And clearly, we're wanting something silly and fun. Uh, there is one other type that I don't add. And those are ones that they don't understand what the question is. They think I'm asking them if they had a wish, what would it be? Because it's like, you must eat ice cream at every meal. That's not, no, that's not that. That's not what this is. <laughs> well, it could be. Dang. Okay. Jeez. Okay, so we have two today. Uh, here we go. Hannah Lee says, thou shalt not forward images that say type amen and share to get into heaven. Amen. I, mean, I, I, I often think about how this became a thing. And I realize it just came out from spam emails. I mean, that's essentially where it started. Okay. It's the Christian spam emails. The chain. Yeah. The cha- so I have often wondered the same thing. Like how? Why is this even? Why do people even buy into it? Okay. It's, I'm about to call a crew of people out. Do it. Listen, it is like my parents' generation, because your parents are a little bit older than my parents are, but my parents who are in their mid to, well, in the 50 age range, okay? And they bought into the whole prosperity gospel, and you have to do this in order to get this, and yep. TBN. Yep. (laughs) That group of people, because I don't even want to say it's a generation, but that group of people are the ones who keep this whole type amen (laughs) and you'll get into heaven garbage going. Yep. That 100%. Mom, I'm calling you out. (laughs) Then we have that weird subset of people that hijacked minions in order to... Post the same kind of messages and the same kind of nonsense, even Christian messages, with minion faces and minion characters. Have you seen these? Well, that's Carla Spurgeon. Oh, yeah, Carla. <laughs> one, yeah. But no, that, I mean, that's just, yeah. it's like a picture of a minion raising his hands, like, raise your hand if you love Jesus. Oh. I'm like, come, you're not even trying yeah. to be funny or nothing. Yeah. This is something sincere and it makes it lame. Yeah. It does. You're making Jesus sound lame. Yeah. Please stop. Please stop. Jesus is not lame. You're misrepresenting him. So, (laughs) legit, Hannah, that that was a good, we can get behind this 11th commandment. 100%. (laughs) You are our kind of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our second one comes from Shane Hodge. No cutting Chick-fil-A drive-thru line. The main reason I put this in here is because I saw this happen firsthand. And I was legitimately appalled that it happened at a Chick-fil-A. At a Chick-fil-A. Like yeah. at McDonald's, I fully expect it. Right. Someone's going to pull up and try and cut into that second lane. And it happens all the time. Yeah, because it's the like, center. There's 10 people. It's the center of the fast food restaurants. Yeah. Sinner. Sinner. Yeah. Sinner. There's, there's a Chick-fil-A in Lubbock, Texas, that there's an, there's an exit. And it clearly is marked. Exit only. Right on the corner here. Uh but it, if you drive into it, if you enter into it, it puts you right into the drive through lane and they have two lines. Mm-hmm. And so I watched as someone pulled up through that exit line and then just cut their way right into the thing and nobody did anything about it. And I'm like, 
how is this? How can this stand? How is he not being struck by a bolt of lightning? <laughs> this is Chick-fil-A. We don't do crap like that here. And I didn't say crap either because it was Chick-fil-A. And even Chick-fil-A deserves better than even the word crap. <laughs> so he, he did I not said, say a worse word than I, crap. Yes, he right. said a I better said, word than I crap. Said, what? What? Is going on here? What in the in the the world wide web is going on here? He <laughs> couldn't even bring himself to say a slightly dirty word. Didn't, didn't say heck, nothing. <laughs> I was I was in I was a seven year old in Sunday school again, just appalled at the sinfulness of this world. <laughs> Hey, Matt. Uh, what? What's the news? Hey, candy corn is already on store shelves, though Halloween is still nearly three months away. Uh, but that's not the only Halloween candy treat that's already available in stores. Kit Kat first came out with its pumpkin pie flavor in 2017. However, it was a very limited release in the market. A Hershey's rep told Best Products. For this fall season, however, the distribution is going nationwide. These limited edition Kit Kats consist of the classic crispy wafers that are covered in a pumpkin pie flavored cream. It's creme. Creme. Creme de la creme. Yeah. Doesn't that sound fantastic? It does. It sounds wonderful. You can snag a bag or ten at the Kit Kat pumpkin pie of the Kit Kat pumpkin pie treat when they hit store shelves beginning this month. Uh, Also, M&M's has launched several new flavors each year and this year. Uh, even though th- uh, they are usually tied to a relevant holiday or season. This year, though, they are coming out with something that sounds more like a breakfast food than a candy. Uh, this year, M&M's is launching Creepy Cocoa Crisp Flavor, featuring a crispy milk chocolate rice cereal center surrounded by a layer of dark chocolate. Though the creepy in the name in autumn-colored packaging totally scream fall, the new candy has already been spotted on store shelves right here in the middle of summer. Listen, I'm all right with Halloween candy making its way to store shelves earlier because for Pete's sake, it was the 1st of July and I took a picture in Hobby Lobby, posted it to Instagram because that's the day that they start putting up Christmas ornament decorations. Mm -hmm. (laughs) July 1st, Independence Day hadn't even happened yet. (laughs) We aren't even a full halfway into the year and we've got christmas christmas ornaments coming up christmas christmas ornaments christmas ornaments coming up <laughs> i couldn't believe it and then the other day my sister and my and mila my daughter were all walking through hobby lobby and mila looks and she's like mom are those ornaments yes <laughs> yes they are and she looked up at me how many weeks until christmas again <laughs> I'm pretty sure that there are some larger Hobby Lobbies that leave them up all year long. Oh my gosh. Because, I mean, there are people, yeah, it's a craft store. There are people that like make make stuff out of ornaments and stuff. And sometimes you got to do that a long time in advance. Well, sure, sure. I Okay, so I understand that. Yeah, yeah. The one, like the the balls that you can fill or you can but there are or also whatever. Like completed no. decorations. Yes, yeah. the, the <laughs> annual Christmas ornaments that you buy that right. have like your family on it that you can write. The, no, those come up July 1st. <laughs> yeah, there's certain things. You're right. You're right. And when you're right, you're right. They took down all of my camping stuff. <laughs> like that's the aisles where I bought all there's of our still camping. There's several more months of camping left. Listen, we're <laughs> camping for Thanksgiving this year. 
That's weird. It's not weird. Uh, we're meeting some of our really good friends from Italy in Utah, and we're going to have Thanksgiving in our RVs. Yep. No, that's, that's still weird. Nope. <laughs> we're going to fry the turkey on the campground. So y'all will be dead, is what you're saying. <laughs> Third degree burns all around Please. for Thanksgiving this year. Here we go. I'm going to buy you a pack of gauze for Christmas. <laughs> It'll be too late at that point. <laughs> buy it for us for Halloween. <laughs> uh, y'all come to our house. We'll just load you up with gauze and band-aids and right? aloe, that, aloe vera. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That'll work. Sounds good. All right. When we come back, how to love tough. Stick around. Hey, have you heard? We're so glad that you're listening to the Back Row Morning Show in its podcast form. But we hear there's actually an entire radio station that plays some amazing Christian music throughout the show and all day long. We've heard and now you have too. Join us at BackRowRadio.com and stream online or download our free app for iPhone and Android. Backrow Radio, Christian music in every flavor. morning show here on this Tuesday morning. We're kicking off our second hour with five random facts. That's the new song. You know, you did this yesterday. Yeah. And then you did it again today. And I'm feeling a bit like (laughs) singing it is my thing. Yeah, but you always sing the exact same song. So I'm trying to give it some variety. You can take my my song and do it yourself. Go sing it exactly like I just sang it. Go. Number one, people with the highest IQs are less likely to have children than people with the lowest IQs. Well, duh, because they smart and they know. <laughs> so since I only have two and you have three, does that make me slightly smarter than you? No. That was your response. Your wife would have a third if it was up to her. So I'm smarter than her, is what you're saying. You said it. It costs $6 to visit the grave of Karl Marx. Who's Karl Marx? The uh, uh, Russian something or other. He was was a... Gosh, I'm getting getting all my dictators confused. I'm pretty sure he was... Alexa, who's Karl (laughs) Marx? You know, Marxism and Marxists come from that. I think it was a big movement. I just don't remember all the details of it now. 
Okay. Pretty sure it was communist. All of our our <laughs> listeners who are listening, we're bad at near history. their Alexa. It's early. Guys. They just learned. Oh who, yeah. Who Karl Marx was? <laughs> okay, Google. <laughs> Who's Karl Marx? My phone didn't go off. Yeah, it did. did! Yay! Hey, they caught it. German philosopher, economist, historian, sociologist, political theorist, journalist, and socialist revolutionary. Socialist revolutionary. Okay, yeah, socialism. So he was the big socialism guy. I remember that now. German philosopher, not okay. Russian. German socialist. Boom. All right. Uh, Abraham Lincoln had a high-pitched voice that some described as shrill, sharp, and unpleasant. And you don't think of that when you think of Abraham no, Lincoln. No, you, you think, think of think a deep, like, booming deep voice. And, yeah, because yeah. he's so big, it so was tall. Like, Foscon seven years ago. <laughs> You don't think that. <laughs> it was unpleasant, wasn't it, Mo? <laughs> Moving on. Pandas sometimes fake pregnancies to receive more food and special treatment from humans. Mm-hmm. Hey, pandas know where it's at. Good for them. And lastly, actor Michael B. Jordan's father's na- father is named Michael A. Jordan. <laughs> and his son is Michael C. Jordan. No. That's the right way to do it. Enough with this <laughs> junior, third, fourth, whatever. Yeah. Let's do numbers. All right, numbers. Letters. I'm stupid. It's early. I'm yeah, sorry. you're stupid, Matt. Uh, but honestly, <laughs> I did think that Michael B. Jordan was Michael Jordan's son, and I just assumed that. Yeah. And then they've never even met. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The same thing happened with uh, Donald Glover. I always thought he was related to Danny Glover. And nope, not related at all. Uh-uh. <laughs> Just because we have the same last name does not mean we're related. Okay? I don't know. I don't know. Well, no, I don't know if it's like a a Farley internalized, like, racist thing that I <laughs> that I think that all black people that have the same last name must be related. I don't know. But that's just how I always respond when it's celebrities, I think. That has to be. And so that made me think. usually me sticking my foot so in that, my mouth. Oh, look. Hey, I'm being, I'm being transparent here. And so, <laughs> so that really made me think, okay, wait. There's Damon Waynes Jr. Is he really Damon Waynes' son? They act so much alike. <laughs> but now I have to question everything. <laughs> They are related. Damon Wayne's Jr. is Damon Wayne's son. Damon Wayne's Jr. is very funny, by the way. Okay. Have you so seen Damon Wayne's Jr.? I had to convince Chris that Jaden Smith is Will Smith's son. Yeah. <laughs> and had to go into the whole argument. And it was because he's like, not all black people are related, Megan. But no, seriously. That's. <laughs> that's that's that is, was his is argument that more to me. racist because he was wrong <laughs> that was like <laughs> no that's really his son and they have a daughter named willow and they have the daughter named willow because of will and the son's name is Jaden because his wife's name is jada and he's like no you're just making all this up <laughs> no i'm not <laughs> You are so racist, man. Yeah, he right was. He really so was. <laughs> he was so disappointed in me. And he's like, you're just making all this up. This is... The Google fa- it, then! The fact that you would go to such lengths <laughs> for a joke, a nasty just joke. Just Google it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's unbecoming. 
Oh, Jupiter has 79 confirmed moons, 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 moons. 53 of those moons have names like uh, Io, uh, Ganymede, 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 and Europa. All are names deriving from Roman mythology. Each name was picked out by scientific experts and approved with great thought. Earth's moon was just named, well, the moon. The moon. moon. Uh, Colorado Library, Jefferson County Public Library, uh, seeks to change that. In a new petition, the library wishes for the good public to help them name the Earth's moon Jeff. Jeff, spelled G-E-O-F-F, is not a randomly selected name, though. It has a meaning. G-E-O, because Earth, G-O, you know, Earth, Mm -hmm. and it's our moon. The first F stands for fickle, because it's always changing. And the second F stands for friend, because it's always there for us. Earth's fickle friend. Yep. Jeff the moon. Jeff, Earth's fickle friend. So uh, you can go find this petition online, and uh, we'll name the moon Jeff. And in, you know, <laughs> 50 years from now, it'll be common nomenclature that that's Jeff. Jeff the moon. That would be fun. I'd like to have a moon named Jeff. Well, moving on from that, Mo's not impressed with Jeff, apparently. <laughs> today's, today's tough topic uh, actually comes from... Solid Answers, which is a blog on Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk website, drjamesdobson.org. This is by Dr. Dobson himself. 17 tips to help you love tough. We're going to tackle the first 10 of them here in our second hour. Uh, But we're talking about being very specific with those uh, who are singled out but wish to someday be married. So this is actually advice for people getting into relationships with the goal of being married one day. So this isn't for married people specifically, though I'm sure some of them will apply. Uh, but this is essentially for people who are currently single, hoping to be in relationships and get married. <clears throat> okay, okay. That's set. Ground set. Yeah, I don't go. have you to ready? listen. I'm already married. I'm good. <laughs> well, you have to chime in because you went through all this and you need to be helpful. <sighs> Number one, don't let the relationship move too fast in its infancy. Uh, The phrase, too hot not to cool down, has validity. Relationships that begin in a frenzy frequently burn themselves out. So take it slowly, one step at a time. I've never heard that phrase. Too hot not to cool down? That's like my middle name. (laughs) (laughs) Matthew, too hot not to cool down, Coker. Too hot not to cool down. Matthew... Actually, it's it's a head's too big to walk through the front door, Coker. (laughs) That was a very terrible nickname. Too hot not to cool down. Yeah, I have to cool down. I'm not hot enough. I I don't understand it. Overly hot. I don't. Yeah, burn out. I don't get it. You're gonna burn out. That's what I'm saying. You go too fast, you're gonna burn out. You're gonna get all the fun stuff out of the way too quickly, and then you're done. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Number two, don't discuss your personal inadequacies and flaws in great detail when the relationship is new. You disagree with this? You jumped. You had a full body spasm when I well, read this. So I'm just one of those people that's like, okay, hey, my name's Megan. This is what I struggle with. <laughs> if you can't deal with it, deuces, homie. 
I realize that there, and this is in all relationships, friendships, whatever, starting when, when you're in a new friendship and situation, you got to be a little discreet. Because I was like that at one point, heavily like this. I thought, yeah, the philosophy of celebrate recovery should apply in every area Everywhere. of my life and every relationship yeah. that I have. So Duh. I'll just be honest. And so I remember we had this new person at our church. And, uh, you know, again, for those of you who know my testimony, I spent six months in prison. You can find out why if you go online and listen to my testimony. Anyway, uh, I spent six months in prison. I got out and I was living that CR life. And we had a new person visiting our church. And uh, I, we had like a, a potluck fellowship or whatever. And they happened to stay. And so I was talking to them. And we were having a great conversation. And a nice guy. And uh, he said, uh, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm, I'm still looking for a job. I just got out of jail. <laughs> and uh, never saw that guy again. So I'm like, you know, maybe save that for when they know me, and then I'll tell them the whole story instead of just, yeah, you know, just got out of prison, just did, you know, just did uh, half a penny at the <laughs> at the state pen or the federal pen. <laughs> half a penny, y'all. That's six months. That's six months. You know, I'm, I'm sure that applies to some people, but like, I don't know. I just, I ain't got time for, I ain't got time for your games. I want to be efficient. I want this relationship to be efficient. I need to know everything I'm dealing with right here and now. Uh, this is our first date. Well, uh, well, if, this okay. is what you're getting and into. Oh, this is my, me letting you know what you're getting into. Yeah. Right and for you to not be like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> that tells me right away. This date is over. See you later. Uh, Good luck with that, I guess. <laughs> That's what you want. You can take her advice, you can take my advice. We'll see which one pans out best for you. <laughs> Number three, remember that respect precedes love. Build it stone upon stone. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what it means to me. Uh, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what it means to me. <laughs> Office. I love it. Number four, don't call too often on the phone or give the other person an opportunity to get tired of you. I, yeah, I don't agree with this either. I, Deidre and I were on the phone all the dang time. Yeah. I never got tired of her. I still want to talk to her all the time. That's the thing. <laughs> like, if someone's going to grow tired of me, then chances are either they're going to grow tired of me within the first couple weeks or they're going to grow tired of me within the first couple years. <laughs> and at that point... Eventually, we're going to reach that level Yeah, <laughs> where they're tired of me. Yeah. I'd rather know early so I don't waste a quarter of my life. For <laughs> real. <laughs> Number five, don't be too quick to reveal your desire to get married or that you think you've just found Mr. Wonderful or Miss Marvelous. Uh, if your partner has not arrived at that same conclusion, you'll throw him or her into a panic. Okay. So don't be too quick to think that it's Mr. Right or Mr. Marvelous, whatever. I, I can agree with that statement, but, and I'm just thinking adults dating, okay? Yeah. I'm not thinking teenagers, teenagers dating, whatever, yeah. okay? But if we're dating, it's for the intent of getting married at some point. Well, I am, ideally, yeah, but I don't think that everybody comes into it with that mindset. But that's dumb. True, that's, but still. <laughs> I think a lot of people. I think there are quite a few people out there that have to be convinced to get married, and they get convinced by finding that one person. And like, oh wow, this is different than any other relationship that I've had. But they'll often go into it 
not with even marriage as a remote thing on their mind. Nope. See, and this is where I'm like, (laughs) I'm of the Duggar mindset in this way. (laughs) Like, you, you have a very prolonged friendship with someone and then you court that person. Once you realize that all of these things... you kiss dating goodbye is what you're saying. Essentially. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. (laughs) Okay, that's fine. That's fine. But that alleviates a lot of heartache Mm. and it alleviates a lot of that whole like, well, how many people have you dated? How many people have you dated? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yes, you may have friends, but you have friends that you've, you've shared these goals with and then they realize okay no we're not on the same page okay fine no love lost (laughs) no hurt feelings we're still friends but once you go into dating that person you go in with the same mindset of eventually i'm we're i would like to be married Mm. already knowing it okay well building off that is number six and it says relationships are constantly being tested quote unquote by cautious lovers who are too who like to nibble at the bait before swallowing the hook, essentially. They want to see what they're getting themselves into. Uh, And that can take many forms. It usually involves pulling backward from the other person to see what will happen. Uh, Perhaps a foolish fight is initiated. Maybe two weeks will pass without a phone call. Or sometimes a flirtation occurs with a rival, something like that. Testing a relationship to see how far it can bend, how important I am to you, what would you do if you lost me? Uh... But an even more basic issue lies below that one, which is how free am I to leave if I want to? Is it, incredi- it is incredibly important in these instances to appear poised, secure, and equally independent. Do not grasp at the other person and beg for mercy. Some people remain single throughout life because they cannot resist the temptation to grovel when that test occurs. So this is a deeper topic right here we just dived into. Have you ever been in a relationship where they've tested the relationship like that? Which is essentially playing games. You know, this is what we call playing games. Are we playing games? <laughs> I ain't got time for your games. I ain't got time for games. Listen here. <laughs> um, actually, if anything, I think I was You're the, the one game player? <laughs> who played the game. Um, and that's because I had trust issues. Yeah. You know, and I wanted mm. to see. Not realizing you're giving him trust issues. <laughs> but at the same time, it, I can say now, uh, that was so wrong. Yeah. That is 100% not the way to handle a relationship. Which, again, is why I think teenagers really shouldn't date. <laughs> it's, what, one in 10,000 that actually end up marrying their high school sweetheart? <laughs> Matt. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that one. Lucky me. Yeah, but I just don't, I don't know. I. It sounds so juvenile to me. Yeah. It's almost hard for me to imagine adults doing this. And it's because you, you well, not you and I, but we both have been independently married to other people for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and to think outside that box, because, you know, not only are we married, but we have no contingency plan. Yeah. Know, we're not ever thinking of one day that's going to end. And yeah. so we're going to have to start over again. Yeah. Because that's not in any of uh, our mindsets. Right. And so to think in the idea of dating and, and all that, that's, it's hard to think that way. Yeah. Because in that way, we are almost elders in that situation just because we got married so young. 
Because we old fogies. <laughs> we got married so young. Half of our lives we've been married already and we're in our 30s. Yeah. Um, and that's not all that common. I yeah. mean, it's kind of more common where we live and in like the Bible Belt area. Right. But it's not all that common elsewhere. Yeah. And so, yeah, to think of an adult thinking in this manner and yeah. even acting in this manner, it does seem childish because that's how we were when we were dating as children. <laughs> it. I don't... I. Uh, I mean, I know that people do it. I, I, I know. But at the same time, it just bothers me. Like, especially coming from a Christian standpoint, like this is not love. This is not how relationships are meant to be built or established or grown. There's nothing First Corinthians thirteen about this. Right. <laughs> And so moving forward from this with number seven, extended to the same concept, uh, virtually every dating relationship that continues on for a year or more and seems to be moving towards marriage will often be given kind of the ultimate test where something breaks the relationship off. And so it becomes, uh, it's typically motivated by only one of the two people. Mm -hmm. And so the rejected individual should know that their future together depends on the skill with which they handle that crisis. If the hurting individual can remain calm, uh, the next two steps may be reconciliation and marriage. Uh, it often happens that way. If not, then no amount of pleading will change anything. Um, and I mean, this happened with Adrian and I. Mm -hmm. uh, we were we had been dating for, uh, I want to say, three years at this point, and. I broke up with her with some of the dumbest excuses that a teenager can come up with. And like two weeks pass and I realized, no, this was a bad idea. And Deidre kept calm and she didn't, she didn't like call me crying or anything. She, you know, she told me she cr cried to some of her friends and whatever, yeah. you know, after the fact, but you know, she didn't, she didn't beg or plead or act like a victim or anything like that. She, she sucked it up and moved on. And, I was the one who was like, oh, gosh, no, help, please, come back. <laughs> what have I done? What have I made I a done? terrible mistake. Yep, yep. And, uh, yeah, we got back together, dated a couple more years, got married. And here we are. Yep. Nearly 20 years together. Oh, gosh, Isn't that crazy? such a long time. I know. <laughs> and I'm still out sick of her. Still get happy when she comes home. Yep. So that's, I guess, a good sign. Good sign. <laughs> Number eight, do not depend entirely upon one another for the satisfaction of every emotional need. Uh, maintain interest in activities outside of the romantic relationship, even after marriage. Um, and I think, I do think this is important. Yeah. Because um, there was a time where I was exactly like that. Uh, essentially, I said that, Jesus, uh, that she was in the place that I should have had Jesus, essentially, yeah. is that she was on my pedestal and all of my happiness, all of my self-worth and everything came from how she interacted and saw me. Yeah. Uh, and that happened well into our marriage. Yeah. And uh, that is a, such a a dangerous place to put yourself. Yeah. Um, because, yes, you have you have a fight. She gets she gets mad at me and suddenly my self-worth is gone. Yeah. And I don't feel like I have anywhere to run to, you know, because mm -hmm. I haven't set up that system. I haven't put Jesus where he needs to be. Um, but then, uh, of course, interest and activities outside of the relationship as well. You don't have to like the same things. In fact, right. it's encouraged to have things that are just yours. Yeah. Uh, because you are an individual person. 
and you have to nurture yourself as well. Otherwise, you're going to realize that you have clung on to the other person's likes and the other person's desires for too long, and you don't even know who you are anymore. Yeah. And that's often when someone makes a stupid mistake of thinking, I need to go discover who I am again, mm -hmm. and either leaves the marriage entirely or has an affair mm -hmm. or does something else equally stupid. Yep. <sighs> Uh, number nine, guard against selfishness. Uh, neither the man nor the woman should do all the giving. Uh, including like buying meals and all that kind of stuff. It should be a, a mutual relationship. Um, <laughs> sorry, I have a thousand directions I want to take that and I'm trying to decide if any of them are appropriate or not. <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. Kay. Do you have anything to add to that? Nope. <laughs> Number 10. <laughs> Beware of blindness to obvious warning signs that tell you that your potential husband or wife is basically disloyal, hateful, spiritually uncommitted, hooked on drugs or alcohol, given to selfishness, etc. Uh, a bad marriage is far worse than the most lonely instance of singleness. So, yeah. If there are obvious red flags sticking up, you really need to reevaluate the relationship and don't just walk in blind or think oh he'll he'll change when we get married or mm. you know she won't do this once i got her locked down or whatever <laughs> lock down lock that down uh we've got seven more coming up in the next hour so stick around with us uh, we will continue this topic from dr james dobson's blog uh when we come back but first it's time for love thy nerds critical hit and then we will have some uh, Indie Music Tuesday action going on. We will kick off uh, the music break with three independent Christian hits uh, from bands that you might not be aware of yet, but could be your new favorite. And then uh, a little bit more music before we're back at the top of the hour. Stick around. Hey everyone, this is the Love Thy Nerd Critical Hit. I'm Hector Mirai with Faith and Fandom, and I just wanted to share a quick thought with you. I've spent the past three weeks at three different Comic-Cons in three different states. And the one consistent thing that I've seen across three states, three weekends, and three vastly different regions of our country is that cosplayers, which are people that dress up in costumes at Comic-Cons because they're fans of things, Cosplayers right now have consistently felt the pulse that they are going to dress up as Steve and Robin from Stranger Things Season 3 and as Crowley and Aziraphale from Good Omens. I've been going to Comic-Cons on a regular basis for six years and I have never seen this many people wearing the same costumes in the same places. Just this past weekend, I counted 40 different people dressed as Robin and Steve from Stranger Things Season 3. I counted almost as many Crowley and Aziraphales as well. And you know why people are dressed in these cosplays? Because they love these things. They love Stranger Things Season 3. It's popular, and those are characters they connect to and have easy access to the costumes. The same reason people dressed as the Angel and Demon from Good Omens is because they loved the story, and they wanted to be able to imitate that because that's something we do in culture it's why we quote movies and tv shows it's why we sing songs over and over and annoy people 
it's because we like to imitate the things we love. And you know what? That goes beyond just pop culture and cosplay. That goes to our hearts because scripture teaches us that we should imitate the things we love. Ephesians 5 verse 1 says, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. We should be as prominent in displaying our imitation and love of God and people in this culture as it is to see someone in a Scoops Ahoy costume at a Comic-Con right now. So what are you imitating? want you to know that Love Thy Nerd exists to love and serve our nerdy neighbors through thoughtful content, relational outreach, and intentional community. Check out our website at lovethynerd.com, our thriving Facebook community where you can interact on a daily basis. We have several podcasts, one of which I host, and we're active on all the socials. You can also check me and my book series out over at Faith and Fandom on Facebook. Back to the Back Row Morning Show here on Back Row Radio. We are glad to have you with us. It's the third hour, and as we start in the second hour, we're talking about 17 tips to help you love tough from Dr. James Dobson's Solid Answers blog over at drjamesdobson.org. Uh, we went through one through ten uh, last hour, and these uh, again are are tips for people that are entering the dating scene that are looking to be married one day, not necessarily for people who are married. Though some of them do apply, um, but still, it's mainly focused on people who are dating. And all the single ladies, all the single ladies. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> Put your hands up. <laughs> uh, so let's jump in with number eleven. Beginning early in the dating relationship, treat the other person with respect and expect the same thing in return. Uh, a man should open doors for a woman on a formal evening. A woman should speak respectfully of uh, her boyfriend when in public. If you don't preserve the respectful attitude when the foundations of marriage are being laid, it will be virtually impossible to construct them later. Mm? Mm. Mm? Mm. Mm? <laughs> Got something to add, Mo? Nope. This is a discussion. I'm not, I'm not a fan so. of this list. <laughs> Just because a couple of them you didn't agree with? Tell me if you don't agree. That's what we're doing here. Goodness well, I don't want to be that person that keeps like, oh, this sucks. Uh, nope. Uh, uh, no. Uh, no. Nah. No, you're supposed to be. This is what we're doing. We're oh, evaluating okay. an art, right. uh, a All list. Right. That's what we always do. Keep going then. It's Topless Tuesday. That's what we always do on Topless Tuesday. All right. Let's go. <laughs> Number 12. Do not equate human worth with flawless beauty or handsomeness. 
if you require physical perfection in your mate, he or she may make the same demands of you. Ooh. Don't let love escape you because of the false values of your culture. Uh, I mean, this is kind of along the same lines of what we talked about yesterday with the whole getting our self-esteem from social media and mm-hmm. other people's posts. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not about that. I mean, I'm overweight. I've been overweight for my whole relationship with Deidre. Um, and despite the fact that she dated me for five years and married me and, and, uh, stayed with me through terrible crap that I had to go through, it still took me so long for me to believe her when she said that she, you know, liked my physical appearance, you know, like, there's no way you can like how I look. And she's the same way. And she's, you know, she's confessed to me, like when I, when I, in the past, you know, I've told her, you know, how smoking hot I think she is or whatever at certain points. Ew. She doesn't, she, uh, she, you know, doesn't believe that I can think that way. And so that almost lowers her self-esteem because she thinks that I'm lying. Yeah. To make her feel good or something. Yeah. When, shoot, I ain't lying. Uh, but <laughs> did you just hit the microphone? What's going on over there? Nope, I'm good. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> But yeah, uh, you can't. Yeah, you can't let that be the focus uh, of how you see the individual, based solely on their outward appearance or your own outward appearance. Yeah, beauty fades. Mm-hmm. But according to that really cool face app, I'm gonna look good my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> the old people app. Uh, well, again, there were some pictures of you that were better than others. Let's put it that way. You don't know which direction you're going to go. Let's hope one direction, not the other. (laughs) Actually, you know what? There was one picture. It was the one that you sent me to do before you figured it out on your own. When you had one with the two faces, you and Chris. Yeah. Remember how I told you you can put the same picture through the filter again? Yeah. I think because your faces were so close in the picture that it just caught like your eye. In the second one, when I re- when I did Chris's so face. I did notice that that just so the just one side one of side my just face looked like, really really bad. Yeah, <laughs> it looked like I had been in some sort of accident yeah. or something. Yeah, I noticed that. Oh, uh, it was a fun app before everyone got <laughs> until scared the of it. Russians took over. <laughs> the thirteen on this list. If genuine love has escaped you thus far, don't begin believing no one could ever want me. That is a deadly trap that can destroy you emotionally. Millions of people are looking for someone to love. The problem is finding one another. Um, I think that happens a lot, sadly. Sure. But then at the same time, I fully believe there are people that are meant to be single. And it's not because there's anything wrong with them uh, or that nobody could want them, but because God has a plan for them in their singleness. Uh, And, I mean, that's a biblical thing, too. Who was yeah. it that talked about that? I don't know. Was it Paul? I think it was Paul. I just think more people should... Yes, I think you're right. It was yeah. Paul. I think more people should turn the volume up when you say that. It's okay to be single? Say it one more time. For those in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to yell, no one will ever love you. What do we mean? No. Ugh, it's okay. It's okay to be single. Uh-huh. But uh, it's also okay to have a, an extended period of singleness before you find the person. So be fine with either. Hashtag truth. <laughs> 14. Regardless of how brilliant 
your relationship has been. Take time to check. He wrote how your love affair has been. And I just don't like, I don't like using the word affair at all when it's not talking about an extramarital affair. Because I feel like that's what that word has come to mean. Yeah. Colloquially. Yeah. It's so, a, it has a bad connotation. Yeah. And so, but but people in the older generation don't have that connotation with it because it used to be a normal word. Right. <laughs> but anyway, brilliant the relationship has been. Take time to check your assumptions with your partner before committing yourself to marriage. It is surprising how often men and women plunge towards matrimony without ever becoming aware of major differences in expectation between them. For example, do you want to have children? How soon and how many? That is often a big surprise that comes about after marriage. I don't want kids or one is enough or something like that. Uh-huh. And it's like, I want 15 children. I've been watching TLC for a really long time and all my favorite families have 15 children. <laughs> They have 19, thank you. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm so, so, I stand corrected. Uh, number, uh, another one would be like, where where will we live? Uh, will mm-hmm. the wife work? How soon? How will the children? Uh, or how about after the children are born? Who will stay home? Or will we get a nanny? Stuff like that. Who will lead in the relationship? What does that really mean? How will we relate to in-laws? How will money be spent? How important will spiritual matters be in the marriage? Uh, dozens of other assumptions should be discussed item by item. Uh, just like you like, Mo. Lay it all out on the table. Get a notepad out. Get some stuff figured out. I do, but at the same time, I'm like, some things can just come. They don't have to be figured out. You. They can just happen. So hold on. No, because, okay, so listen, one of the things that you said was, who's going to stay home? Who's going to watch the kids? What's going to happen with the kids? So if you and Deidre had had this conversation, what I'm assuming what you would have said is not what your reality is. And so does that mean that you guys went into this marriage with, like, under false pretenses? Do you Are you following me? I get what you're saying. It's making me question whether or not I would have been fine with this. Back then, and I, yeah, I think I'm totally fine with it. <laughs> I think I would have been fine with it then. I'm a lazy man. But see, <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like working for pay. But would that have been the that I I don't think so, that would have been like the conversation not. y'all had. Probably not. Yeah. I'll stay home. You can be the breadwinner. I'll take care of the kids. Yeah. You know. But then, so like Chris and I, how many kids do you want? Three. Three is a good number. Okay. We have Canon and Chris is like, I'm done. I'm not having any more kids. But you said we would have three. <laughs> Finally, we got the third. But that took a lot of years of, but we agreed. We went into this marriage saying that we were going to have three kids. <laughs> I don't feel complete without three kids. <laughs> <laughs> So that's why I'm saying some things can just, like, don't go into it. Talk about these things, have conversations with the understanding that life happens and it may change. It sounds like what you're saying is, had y'all not had that discussion and you hadn't been freaking out about what y'all agreed on, Mila wouldn't have been born. That's exactly what. (laughs) Isn't that a sad thought? (laughs) So. <laughs> that's the argument that you're pushing for. <laughs> Isn't that a sad thought? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but it's one that you just brought upon yourself. But what I'm so what I'm saying is, <laughs> th- 
not pan out exactly the way that you wanted them to. And that doesn't mean that the marriage isn't what you agreed to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. It is funny, though. Or the relationship, because this it isn't is, about marriage. Yeah, but it is funny, though, that <laughs> you're all for first date, let's figure everything out. Well, but it's time to get married. Eh, it'll happen as it happens. Whatever. Oh, no, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what it sounds like you're saying. Once we get married, as life happens, it happens. <laughs> we will take challenges as they come. We'll face them head on. If they go against what we thought was going to happen, all right, then they go against what we thought was going to happen. But from the beginning, I need to know what kind of person you are, what your intentions are, are we on this for the same reasons, and if we're not, deuces, homie. I wish you the best. All right, all right. You made a good point. Thank you. You made a good argument, Are you just saying that, though, to shush me up? Up just slightly. Okay. No, 15. (laughs) Why does everybody do that to me? I don't understand it. (laughs) My points are valid. 20-minute Mo rant. You know what? You're right. Conversation over. (laughs) Yep, and I always go, thank you, and then it hits me. Wait. They don't really think I'm right. (laughs) They just want me to shut up. (laughs) And now you're thinking of every conversation you've had with Chris. Yes. Since the beginning. Does he really think I was right about that? No. He doesn't. (laughs) No, you really do make. You make an interesting argument for Uh, your discussion. I I I am being serious. (laughs) Fifteen. Sexual familiar uh, familiar familiar say that word for me. Familiarity. Thank you. Gosh. Can be deadly to a relationship. Uh, in addition to the many moral, spiritual, and physical reasons for remaining uh, uh, abstinent until marriage, there are numerous psychological and interpersonal advantages as well. Though it's an old-fashioned notion, perhaps, it is still true that men do not respect uh, women who tend to be, quote-unquote, easy Uh, and often become bored with those who have held nothing in reserve. Likewise, women often disrespect men who only have one thing on their mind. Both sexes need to remember how to use a very ancient word pronounced no. Yeah. I feel like it could have been this on the whole list, and that would have been good. (laughs) Just this. One thing, one thing. <laughs> for one tips to help you. <laughs> <laughs> to help you love tough. Yeah. Uh, all right, we got two more here. Uh, country singer Tom T. Hall wrote a song in which he revealed an understanding of the concept. When uh, we have been describing, he his lyric read, "If you hold love too loosely, then it flies away. If you hold love too tightly, it'll die." It's one of the mysteries of life. Uh, Hall's observations are accurate. If the commitment between a man and a woman is given insufficient importance in their lives, it will wither like a plant without water. The whole world knows that much, but fewer lovers seem to realize the extreme dependency can be just as deadly to a relationship. Again, they use the phrase love affair. Uh, It has been said that the person who needs the other least will normally be in control of the relationship. Because they're independent. They don't, it's yeah. like they don't have to. I just don't like, like that someone is in control of their relationship. <laughs> well, right. 
you want to be on an equal playing field. I think that's what they're saying. Yeah. Is that you don't... Hold on loosely. <laughs> and don't let go. And so you have that whole, you know, love... If you love me, let me go. And if our love is true, I'll come back to you. That's the that's worst so line overused ever. Overused. That's, that's terrible. Like, that's the best way to break up with someone. Yeah. Obviously, if it was meant to be, I'll come back to obviously you. Obviously, we weren't meant to be. I'm curious how many of those actually came back. Sorry, that's not the worst line in a relationship. The worst one is, God told me we shouldn't date anymore. <laughs> yeah. Let's blame that on God. Y'all. That was used on me in high school. So. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I used that on somebody. <laughs> not a proud moment. Yeah. Uh, 17, there is nothing about marriage that eliminates the basic need for freedom and respect in romantic interactions. Uh, keep the mystery and the dignity in your relationship. If the other partner begins to feel trapped or withdraws for a time, uh, grant him or her some space and pull back yourself. Do not build a cage around that person. Instead, release your grip with confidence while never appeasing uh, immorality or destructive behavior. So one of the things that we've kind of touched on in the past about like long marriages is that when you're committed to a marriage, you realize that that phrase that we talk about uh, in our vows, you know, about for better, or for worse, that doesn't just mean when outside things happen to our marriage that impact us at worst times. That means mm-hmm. when our marriage is struggling, when things are happening right now that would often cause a marriage to end. Mm-hmm. We're going to stay committed through that. We're going to fight hard for it. And we're going to come out the other side stronger. Right. And, you know, that's a hard place to be. And it's often very tempting to just end things. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, if we make the decision to, all right, we're not going to quit, that's where we need to be. Yeah. There are going to be times in your marriage when neither of you are really all that happy. And that's normal. Yeah. Um, because one, you are two different people. Uh, you will grow similarly when you're married. Uh, but that's not going to change everything about you. You're not going to become the other person. Uh, except for some of you weird couples out there that were already the same person when you got married. Those people who share Facebook accounts. <laughs> Quit doing that, people. Gosh, it's so annoying. <laughs> know who I'm talking to. Right. I'm here trying to talk to Steve, sending him all conversation, have a whole uh, argument with him about something. And, oh, I was talking to Carol the whole time. Yep. Oh, sorry, Carol. I didn't mean to call you a, a jerk. But <laughs> anyway. Side note. Uh, <laughs> that was your fault. Sorry. <laughs> you triggered my uh, be funny button. Hey. But I... uh, <laughs> you need that. You need yeah. the humor. Yep. In the middle of these hard topics. True story. Um, but yeah, sometimes sometimes y'all just need space. And that's okay. You should have uh, time to yourself. You should have quiet time to yourself. You should have... Uh, hobbies that you like and you're able to go enjoy on occasion without your spouse it's okay um deidre and i um the first few years that we had kids first few years that we had eli um and even well yeah even the first year that we had johnny each of us took once a year we took a weekend where separately 
we went and just stayed at a hotel, did some fun stuff that we liked. Uh, Daedra's would would uh, coincide with a trip that she had with uh, uh, her company that she works at. Mm-hmm. She'd have to go to Santa Fe or whatever, and she'd stay an extra day or two and just, you know, read and go do some fun stuff and just have some peaceful time. I did the same thing. I'd go to Albuquerque, stay the night uh, in a hotel. I'd go up early. I'd go... Uh, comic shops and all that kind of stuff that we used to go to when we lived there that we don't have here and just have some me time and we'd come back refreshed we'd make it through a whole nother year without losing (laughs) our minds you know yeah yeah it's important so uh yeah Mm -hmm. all right so that's the list all 17 that we went through uh i'd say most of them are on point a few of them there are some arguments that could be made That's a relative term. Hey, uh, I mean, out of 17, it would only take, what, nine to be most? So. Yeah, I don't think that I agreed with nine of them. You don't think that there, were, there were not nine out of 17 that you agreed with? Nope. Mm-mm. I think there were at least nine that you agreed with. Okay. <laughs> you keep telling me how I feel. <laughs> this is why we couldn't be married. True story. I'm too confrontational for Matt. Matt, Nope, done. (laughs) You keep telling me how I feel. Go ahead. Let me hear. Let me hear you tell me one more time that I agreed with nine. (laughs) You did. At least, at least that many. I think you agreed with twelve. We about to fight. (laughs) And I use kitchen spatulas. You're a dirty fighter. That's mean. Listen. Fighting with utensils? That's listen. Awful. My husband is stronger than me. That and doesn't mean you get a me. weapon. He gets. <laughs> all he has to do is put me in the chokehold and take me to the ground. That's when I get out the spatula and from the front whack him in the head behind me. <laughs> Are you okay at home? <laughs> do I need to call someone? How often are you being choked to death? It's all in good fun. (laughs) All right, stick around. We'll be back soon to close out the show. Saturday morning cartoons. Six hours of classic Christian rock, rap, and pop. Every week at 8 a.m. Eastern. Only on Radio. to the back row morning show as we close out the show for the day we got your bible verse and thought bible verse for the day is psalm 119 verse 160 the entirety of your word is truth each of your righteous judgments endures forever and our thought for the day comes from greg laurie the worst scenario isn't dying the worst scenario is dying without jesus that is the sum of all fears Thanks for joining us today. We're glad to have you with us. We have this show airing every Monday morning, every Tuesday morning, Wednesday, and Thursday. 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore at 10 Eastern and 7 Pacific. Podcast usually available that afternoon on BackRowRadio.com. You can find us on 
Podbean, Spotify, YouTube, and hopefully iTunes if they've gotten that fixed for us by now. Okay, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Back Row Radio. And join our laughter-inducing Facebook community, Back Row Baptist Church, by going to brbchurch.com. That's it for today's show. Mo, what's the final word? Get your affairs in order, people. <laughs> <laughs> if you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye!